Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Here's a little something extra from the Young Crumbs Cafe between our regularly scheduled episodes. And today, I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about altars, especially the making and maintaining of them. The idea came to me this morning while I was setting my intent for the day at the altar to the goddess Caffina, which sounds really (laughs) impressive, but it's actually a tea light with some matches next to it that sits next to my beloved curing machine that dispenses caffeine for me the first thing in the morning so that I can wake up and start to function as a person. However, when you think about it, the official definition, which I looked up, is, quote, a table or place which serves as a center for ritual or a place on which sacrifices are offered or incense is burned in worship. In other words, any flat surface can actually be an altar. And when you think about it, there are as many reasons for having and using altars as there are witches. With that in mind, many of us have altars all over our homes, our offices, our cars, our backyards, anywhere we want to put one. Some people create permanent altar spaces such as the space where they always practice major rituals. And some of us have portable ones packed in boxes and picnic baskets and buckets ready to go with us whenever we are out and about, just in case we decide to do something spontaneously. In our opinion, as witches, you can never have too many altars. They may or may not have a distinct purpose attached to them. Some of them start out just as, I like this group of crystals sitting here together and it looks nice. And others are built with very specific purposes in mind. I have some that have distinct purposes attached to them. Currently, I have an ancestor altar with pictures of my grandparents, two couples in an old silver frame, a picture of my best friend who recently passed, and various other things that I associate with both personal and spiritual ancestors. I also have an altar to the element of air because it's the season of love mass for us, which we associate with that element. And I'm collecting feathers adding to it that I find. They seem to be showing up on a regular basis to remind me that error is prevalent for us. I have a small one on my computer to encourage clear thinking when I write or record these podcast episodes featuring a calligraphy stone and an small orange candle that I light. And then of course there's the aforementioned small one on my kitchen counter with the tea light and matches to set my daily intent. Personally, because I have limited personal space in my home, I'm living with a bunch of teenagers so there's never enough room. I like really small altars that I have to fit into the limited spaces I have available for two reasons. One, nobody messes with them at that point. And two, it requires me to really carefully think about and consider and choose exactly what I am going to place on each one. The choice of items that you would put on an altar is all about personal preferences or its distinct purpose and whatever you are creating it for. 
Sometimes we do spells that require us to gather ingredients, so obviously we need an altar to put them on. But then we have an actual physical object that we want to keep around while the spell is manifesting. Finding a spot with the remainders of the leftover ingredients that you could kind of keep as a reminder of what you used makes a great small altar until the spell manifests. At that point, it's also important to remember to dismantle any unused altars or altars that you don't use anymore with a level of respect and consideration. After all, if you took the time to build it, you should take the time to dismantle it. And while we're on that subject, let's think about regularly maintaining our altars. An altar covered in dust indicates a level of disrespect that is unreal. So maybe we want to keep this them clean keep them organized, keep them contained, as it were, so that they are not taking over our entire space. But the idea is that if you're going to have an altar and you're going to use it, it should be kept nice and maintained well. Personally, I'm remembering when my kids were young, I used to create stealth altars, which I would build on a TV tray or a tea tray or any kind of tray that I had. And that way they can be easily moved and kept up out of the way of little fingers or tucked away if you have people like in-laws or family members coming over who won't understand or accept what you practice. I learned long ago that a great hiding place for those altars is on top of your kitchen cabinets or refrigerator. And you can easily grab a tray and put things away before they arrive. So with that being said, why don't you take a moment today and look around your own space and see how many of those little groups of fun little items that you have to put together because they look nice, quote unquote, might actually be an altar. I think you'll be surprised at how many you already have. So with that being said, until our next episode, may you find mirth and reverence in all things. And remember, you are the magic. So, so be.